Chip, I want to thank you for lowering that for me. So glad God saved me. Still changing me. What a God we have. Life is but a vapor. Appears for a moment, vanisheth away. I tell kids when they graduate from high school, you just had the slowest 18 years of your life. (laughs) It just ramps up. And sometimes we can miss out on how awesome God is in the midst of it. You know, uh, I think sometimes we can plan God right out of our lives. Chip, you can't do anything without him. Why don't you open your Bibles tonight to Titus. Titus chapter 1. Titus chapter 1, and uh, when you find that, I'd ask you to stand tonight if you could. Titus chapter 1, we're going to begin in verse 1. The Bible says, Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect, and the acknowledging of the truth, which is after godliness, in hope of eternal life, which God, that cannot lie, promised before the world began. But hath in due times manifested his word through preaching, which is committed unto me according to the commandment of God our Savior, to Titus mine own son, after the common faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ our Savior. For this cause left I thee in Crete, that thou shouldest set in order the things that are wanting, and ordain elders in every city as I had appointed thee. If any be blameless, the husband of one wife, having faithful children, not accused of riot or unruly, for a bishop must be blameless as the steward of God, not self-willed, not soon angry, not given to wine, no striker, not given to filthy lucre, but a lover of hospitality, a lover of good men, sober, just, holy, temperate, holding fast the faithful word as he hath been taught, that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and to convince the gainsayers. For there are many unruly and vain talkers and deceivers, especially they of the, uns- of the circumcision. Dear Lord, we come to you tonight, and I thank you, Lord, for what we've heard tonight. I thank you for these faithful men, Lord, that are good men. Lord, I thank you for my pastor tonight, preaching the same thing. Tonight that he's taught me, 
that his father taught him. Lord, that is so needful even today. The world may change, but you change not. And Lord, I just pray tonight that you would bless the preaching of your word. Lord, I pray that you would continue to guide Chip. I pray, God, that you would uh, use him for your glory. Lord, I pray that I know his mind may be going a million miles a minute right now. But I pray, God, that these things will be, that they'll stick. And that might be a help to him. Lord, for as long as you allow him to serve you on this earth. That he might be able to help others. And Lord, that we might be able to glorify you. And so, Lord, I ask that you'd bless this tonight. Thank you. And I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. To Titus, mine own son, after the common faith. First thing I want you to know tonight, Chip, is that it's a common faith. And here's the problem the people have is they want to be extraordinary. Nobody, nobody wants to be common. We want to be extraordinary. We want to be amazing. Uh, we want to do great things. But it's a common faith. Here's the thing. We're common men with an extraordinary God. Never forget that. It's a common faith. I'm so thankful even today as a pastor that I, I don't have to rely on how amazing I am or not. Or I, I, I have a common faith. I, I can stick to that. I mean, when I get nervous, man, I can just get into this and, and it can just, man, it just calm me down. Uh, it's a common faith. You're not called or being trusted to go find something new. Something better. Uh, you're, not called to, you're not called to, uh, to reform, to reestablish, to reinvent, to find something new. No. You're being appointed to stay true to what you have been given. I'll tell you, that, 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 that's a comfort. You don't have to go out there and reinvent the wheel. No, you just need to, listen, it's a common faith. Be faithful to it. You're being appointed to stay true to what you have been given, that you might give it to others also. And so, if you'll always remember that. I mean, I remember I had been pastor for nine months and I preached the whole Bible. There wasn't nothing left. It was all, I preached it all. <laughs> and... Uh, well, I tell you what, uh, there's always pressure to go find something new, to be extraordinary, to, uh, you know, and I think even as, as preachers, we can struggle with that. We want to wow something new that no one else has heard of, heard of you know, uh, uh, you know, boy, listen to this, look at, th- look at this. And here's the thing, God, and God doesn't even work that way. He doesn't say, you know what, I just think you're awesome, so I'm going to give you something no one else gets. It's a common faith. Amen? It's, all of it's for all of us. Amen. 
you know, uh, he, uh, he giveth all men liberally, he braideth not, uh, uh, you know, and, and it's, so, it's a wonderful thing to understand that. But listen, again, he just, God uses common men, he's an extraordinary God, he, he, he has a powerful word, and listen, it's a common faith, and we just need to listen, we need to be true to it. He says, to Titus, mine own son, after the common faith, grace, mercy, and peace. And can I just say, you, you need the grace of God through it every step of the way? I mean, it's, a, it's grace that God would even let us, let us have part in this common faith. That we, 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 that we get the privilege of even being able to share it with anybody. And, 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 it, and it's an amazing privilege. And, and so we need the grace of God. And, and, and listen, Chip, you need the mercy of God because we're flawed men. We're, listen, we're not extraordinary. We're common. And so we need the mercy of God. And I, I tell you, if, you, if, you'll, if, you'll, if you'll hang on to that and understand that, I'm telling you, you'll have peace. You'll have peace when the pressures come and, 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 you, and you feel like you've got to give them something new. And I'm just telling you, everybody is looking for that secret sauce that's going to change their Christian life. Well, here, what it, this is what it is. Do what you know. Be faithful to do what you know. Be faithful to do what you know. Don't ever get tired doing it. Be faithful to it. You don't have to come up with something new. But there's always that pressure. Can I just say, I, I, you know, uh, I, and I remember even as a church member, you know, I'd be like, man, pastor, how many cross-references are you going to make us turn to? I mean, I can't hold all that in my head. I'm horrible at taking notes. You know? And he'd say the same thing over and over again, over and over again. And, and, and then all of a sudden, after the 20th time I heard it, it would like, have a, it, would, it, would get, it would stick. And I'd be like, oh, I'm so thankful he didn't get let off of that. And, and it, it, listen, again, you know, just be faithful to what you, what you know. Don't allow the pressures of having to come up with something extraordinary or something new that no one's ever heard before. Uh, can I say, when that starts happening, you better question yourself. You know? It's a common faith. And uh, uh, boy, I tell you, you'll have peace. You'll have peace. Th- that pressure will not cause you to lose peace. It won't call, it- it'll keep you from feeling like maybe somebody else should be their pastor. There ain't a pastor in this room that hasn't thought from time to time, man, I don't think they like me. <laughs> I think they want somebody else. And I think sometimes they... they, they Sometimes, and I don't think it's true. I just think I think you know, out of sight. You know, sometimes we we love we realize how much something means to us when it's not there. You know, uh, and so, well, I tell you, you, you need the grace of God. You need mercy, and you'll have peace if you'll if you'll understand that this is a common faith. You don't have to come up with something new. Okay. Uh, it says this. Uh, it says for this cause. Left I thee in Crete that thou shouldest set in order the things that are wanting. And boy, I tell you what, uh, we're in a great need today. And, and listen, I, it, it's overwhelming. I mean, I tell you, I didn't want to leave Goldadal to stay there the rest of my life. But the overwhelming need was, is I knew that, that, that 
there would be men that would, could, wanted to pastor this church now and could pastor this church, and, and yet, but they won't go start one. And again, nothing wrong with, with you know, so I, don't, I believe everybody's called to be a church planner either. But, uh, boy, there's a need. There's a tremendous need. But listen to this, though. He says this. He says, uh, for this cause uh, left I thee in Crete that thou shouldest set in order. This word set in order means this. It means to straighten further. It carries this idea, Chip, as building something. As rising. Perpendicular. Erect. Uh, uh, carries this meaning of, of uh, honest. Uh, uh, horizontally level. Or direct, straight, upright. So this is what it means. This, Chip, again, it's, it's common. It, you don't have to be extraordinary. And get this. Listen, you just got to keep it build, building it straight. You just got to make sure it stays level. Amen? Hey, listen, you don't got to come up with a new building uh, uh, tactic. Just keep building what's already there. Keep building on that. Keep building on it. Keep it straight. Keep it upright. Keep it level. It's common. Listen, it'll be beautiful if it stays straight. It'll be beautiful if it stays level. Set it in order. That's what it means. It doesn't mean change everything and start over and bulldoze what's there. Build your own thing. That's not what it means. You just continue to build upon what you've been given. By doing what? Understanding that it's common. Amen? And you be faithful to it. Set in order. Keep it straight. Keep it level. Third thing it says here. Um, uh, verse number six. If any be blameless, the husband of one wife, having faithful children, not accused of riot or unruly. For a bishop must be blameless as the stewards of God, not self-willed, not soon angry, not given to wine, no striker, not greedy, uh, uh, or not given to filthy lucre, uh, but a lover of hospitality, a lover of good men. The word blameless means this, unaccused. Of what? Being self-willed. Being self-willed. It says this over and again, it's a common faith. You just need to keep it straight. You need to keep it level. You just need to keep following what you've been given. Be faithful to what you've been given. Keep building. Keep it straight. And be blameless. Be unaccused is what it means. Be unaccused. Hey, again, it's common. You don't have to be extraordinary. You need to be faithful. Amen? Hey, you keep it straight. You keep it level. You keep building it the way it already has been laid down in your life. Amen? You be faithful to that. 
Always understand that. And, and you'll be blameless. You'll be unaccused. Well, I'll tell you, we get in trouble when we think we've got to be amazing. And uh, so be, be blameless. Uh, don't be self-willed. Again, it talks about this the thing about you know, having, being the husband and one wife, having faithful children, not accused of right or unruly. And then verse 7, again, blameless, not, not self-willed. Amen? Uh, listen, that, the, the, there's a re, here's, a, here's a reason why you need to have your family in, in, in subjection. They, they, here's the thing. Unruly men, self-willed men produce self-willed children. Unruly men produce unruly children. See, children are, are amazingly smart. They can tell when you're doing, when you're, listen, when you're doing right, when you want to, or you don't want to. Does that make sense? They can tell the difference. Okay, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I was saying the other day, uh, these trigger words, you know, Oh boy, you know, these things that'll set you off, cause you to be unruly, that kind of thing. Uh, self-willed, but here's the thing. Uh, it, it is so important that you be, listen, that you be the steward of God. Listen, this is not your building. No church you pastor will be yours. It's his. It's the Lord's. Amen. It's his word, not yours. Amen. And we got to be faithful to it. It's common. Uh, and, and, and again, uh, you just keep building, keep, keep, keep building it straight. Keep it level. Uh, listen, don't be self-willed. Don't be unruly. Listen, be submitted to God, understanding that. And, and I'm telling you, so as you, as you raise your children, again, uh, listen, it's easy to do right to get what you want. You understand? Well, you know, serving an apprenticeship. You're not a journeyman yet. And you don't have the rights that a journeyman has. Boy, you just think, man, okay, I got five years. I can put up with this for five years. Listen, this is not like that. Oh, you're building all right. And you're called to be a builder. We're working on his building. And, and, and so, uh, man, we've got to be submitted to him. We've got to be blameless in this thing. And so here's the thing. You've got to be since, uh, uh, submitted to God. It's his. Unaccusable. You know, even it's easy to just even start, call, you know, even the way we say things, you know, uh, I get convicted. I, I found myself saying my church, my men. Boy, God just convicted me of that. I'm thankful that God let me have a part in the men of, of Victory Baptist Church's life. And I'm thankful that he lets me have a part in ministering to his people and working on his building. They're, it's not they're not my men and it's not my church. 
I am a member of it and I'm thankful for it. But boy, I just got convicted about that, how it's easy for to take ownership of that. And, and, and can I tell you, boy, when we, when we begin to, it's, it, it happens gradually. It's not just like one day you wake up and say, I think I'm going to own this thing. You know? Because, boy, I'll tell you, it, it, it can happen real subtly, and the next thing you know, you know, I built this, and I did that, and, and, and I made this, and I made that, and, and boy, I'll tell you what, uh, you can ruin it in a hurry. Because the truth of the matter is, you and I don't build it. God builds His church. He still does. He places them in the body as it pleases Him. Boy, I tell you, that's another thing I've learned. I learned a long time ago that he, he adds to the churches that pleases him. But here's another thing I learned. Well, since I've been in Kennewick, he keeps them in there as it pleases him too. I'm just being honest. I mean, I, I've had, I had a, <laughs> members that, I mean, I loved and I had great influence in their life, and I know I did. And, and, and boy, I... God showed me pretty quickly, you know what? Uh, I, can't, I can't add them in, and I can't keep them in. Right. Now, I could run some off if I wanted to be foolish. <laughs> you know, it's easy to do that. But when it comes to adding them in and keeping them in, uh, again, th- we need to be blameless unaccusable unto God by being submitted to God. We are the stewards of God. That's the next thing I want you to see here. It says, uh, not self-willed, not soon angry, not given to wine, um, uh, but lovers of hospitality, lovers of good men. Uh, We're his stewards. It doesn't belong to us. You know, stewards of God. And uh, it says, holding fast, verse 9, the faithful word as he hath been taught. As, man, uh, holding fast to what you've been taught. You know? Well, I'll tell you, I'm so thankful uh, for the men that God's put in my life to teach me. You know? Uh, I also remember what it was like to be a church member that was a mess. Brother Brown was talking about this, about canceling services and stuff. And I just remembered, I was talking, you know, they had the Christmas ship this week, and Wade and them went over, and I told the church, I said, man, I'm glad I'm sending Wade to do that. Getting home at four in the morning, it's rough on me. And, and, uh, and I said, man, uh, regardless of what the snow is, regardless of what, as long as that pass is open, we're going. And I said, that's the way Pastor was. And, and uh, uh, man, there was times that I was just like, uh, so when I left Yakima Bible Baptist, Brother Brown went and bought buses that ran good. He bought vehicles that did break down. And I was like, Pastor, what is the deal? How come, why'd you do me like this? And he starts laughing. Oh, I thought, I just knew you could handle it. And I was like, no, I quit every single time. I just never told you. <laughs> but you know what? I'll be honest with you. So I remember... I, I remember how, how when I feel like taking a day off, I think my pastor wouldn't take the day off. And I'd be embarrassed if he ever found out I did. 
The other thing I think of, when I was just a, a mess of a, a young Christian, I would be devastated if they ever canceled a service because I needed every one of them. Serious, man, I could barely make it a half a week. I had to be there every time to keep from being unruly. I steal them that way. I can be bad quick, and I need it. Hey, man, and you do too. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, you know, uh, just hold fast the faithful word as you have been taught. Amen. It's common. None of us ever come up with anything new that ain't never been heard before. Ever. Good or bad. Every time I say, Pastor, have you ever heard of this? And he's like, oh yeah, that comes around every, you know, decade I've lived. You know, and my daddy before me. And I'm like, he goes, you know, it's the same thing. Oh, it's this. And I'll go, oh, wow, that's cool. Same problem. You know, all that comes around every 20 years. They just call it something new. And I, you know what? I found that to be true. Finding it to be true. So be, hold fast, Chip. Hold fast. You don't have to be extraordinary. You don't have to be amazing. The last thing I want to tell you today is this. It says this. One of the qualifications here. But a lover of hospitality, and that simply, you know, means being addicted to strangers, loving people. You know. But it also means this. Uh, or the part I want to focus on is this. A lover of good men. A lover of good men. How do we define what a good man is? How, how, how many flaws does a man have to have before we can't love him? Listen, good men are men who do just what this says. Listen, we get so enamored with amazing, sharp people. We do. I mean, we can, boy, we can put spotlights on people and we can lift men up and, and boy, we can flock to that. You know what? Most good men are just common men. They're just good men. Love them. Be a lover of good men. I remember uh, when Megan and Stephen were going to go to work for a pastor. I asked him. I didn't know him. And I said, uh, what kind of a a man is he? And she said this. Oh, he's a really good preacher. I said, honey, that ain't what I asked you. I didn't ask you if he was a really good preacher. I've known some really good preachers that weren't very good men. And I've known some great men that were, you know, they were good preachers, but they weren't like, they didn't shock you. I mean, wow, you every time you heard them. But they fed you. They grow you. They were faithful. They loved you. They cared about you. Good men. Good men. Men that are faithful. Men that are builders. 
That's another thing. You're going to find there's a lot of people that are demolishers. There's a lot of demolition experts out there. They're really good at tearing things up, picking things apart, pointing out every flaw. But they're not real good builders. Men who have good families. You know? I remember when Trudy and I first started going to church. I told Brother Rich this. We saw you and your wife, and we we're like, we gotta, we got to follow these people. I need to, I need to watch you. I want to learn how to have that kind of relationship. I didn't, I didn't know anybody that had that wow marriage. Didn't know any. You know? But I saw it when I, I recognized it when I saw it. Amen. Amen. I said, that's a good marriage. Y'all with me? That's a good family. That's a faithful person. You know? Good men. Be a lover of good men. Be a lover of, don't be a critic of, of men. Be a lover of good men. If you'll love good men, they'll love you. You know? The reason I was able to have a small part in helping Lucas end up in Walla Walla and help save that church is because I love Brother Larry. You know why I love Brother Larry? Because he loved me. He loved me. Brother Stoniker, I was, a scared, I was so scared of Brother Stoniker. The first time I met him, he looked down his glasses like this. <laughs> and then I heard, you know, he, you know, probably was some kind of assassin in Vietnam and uh, <laughs> kill you with his pinky toe, you know, and stuff like that. <laughs> and I was scared to death when I headed to my church. And then I found out, oh, brother. He's a sweet man. And he's got an awesome sense of humor. And just a good man. A good man. You're going you're, you're to have times in the ministry when you need good friends. You're going to need good men. By the way, when you get so extraordinary that you don't need anybody, you're in trouble. When you forget you're just common, with a common faith, and that you didn't come up with it by yourself, it had been given to you, invested in you, and you're building upon something that's already had been built and was laid down a long time before you came along. And you're to continue keeping it straight, keeping it level. And you need good men. And it can happen like that. It can happen just like that. And you know me. I'm rarely discouraged. You know, I was telling 
somebody tonight, man, stab me with, cut my arms off, run me over with a pickup truck, I don't care, but don't mess with my wife. I, uh, Of course, you know what we, our family's been through with Trudy Stroke and all that she's gone through. And uh, um, I don't care how uh, hard you try to not let things affect you. You need help. You need people to love you. Trudy had her stroke, I wrote this in my Bible, and it was our, it's the sermon I basically preached to her when she was in the hospital, it was our devotion. I just want to read it to you. There are two ways of looking at trials and storms of life. It's an easy path to give credit to the devil and see them as designed for our harm. But I'll always choose to give glory to the Master, Maker, and my King, the Lord Jesus Christ, for I know He hath His way in the whirlwind and storm, and He knoweth them that trust in Him. For He commandeth and raiseth the stormy wind, which lifteth up the waves thereof. I will cry unto the Lord in time of trouble, and he will bring me out of my distress. He maketh the storm a calm, so that the waves thereof are still. Then are they glad, because they be quiet. So he bringeth them unto their desired haven. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness, and for his wonderful works to the children of men. I will choose to praise him in the midst of the storms and refuse to give credit to the devil when my Lord is trying to show me some wonderful work through a storm. Praise him and exalt him for he's always good. I can't tell you how much it has meant to me and my wife this year To be loved by good men. People from all over, the, all over the country, all over the world that let you know they're praying for you and that they love you. It's overwhelming. We need each other. You need good men. Don't be an island unto yourself. Just keep building. Keep it straight. Keep it level. Amen? Amen. Be okay with being common with an extraordinary God. Amen. Amen. Would you stand to your feet? Listen, if God spoke in your heart tonight, Boy, there's such pressure to be extraordinary. 
Oh, that we would just be okay with being common. That we'd be faithful. That we would be the stewards of God. Oh, that we'd be lovers of good men. That we'd love one another. We need to love each other. Jesus said this, these things be true in him and in you. That you love one another as I have loved you. People often say, I can't love like, no one can love like God. Well, the Bible says you are supposed to. That we can love like he loves. Well, we need to hold fast. Dear Lord, we love you tonight. I thank you for your word. I thank you for what you've done. And Lord, I just thank you for how you work in the lives of men. Thank you for Brother Chip. And Lord, I pray, God, that you'd continue to help him to, Lord, just be faithful. Lord, that uh, these things that you give us in your word, that he'd be blameless. Lord, forgive us when we're not, when we're, we're not blameless. Lord, when we begin to think that we have to do everything and we kind of plan you out of things. I want to just pray now you'd bless this invitation. Thank you for these good men. I thank you for this good church. And Lord, thank you for the good churches all over this, this country, all over our state. And Father, I pray now that you'd have your will and your way in this invitation. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.